0: So today I want to speak about the distinction between spirituality and the process of personal development. The reason why this is something that I wanted to touch on because it's kind of a conflict that arises that isn't really named but it's something that I find a lot of people including myself have come up against on the journey you know. So looking at being in a difficult Situation going through some kind of struggle, trial, whether it's someone's mental health, dealing with overcoming something financial in family, whatever it is, something that has to do with facing some part of yourself, dealing with an issue of some kind. And a lot of times, when you identify as a practicing Muslim. You want to look for the answers in religious contexts. So I want to ask scholars. I want to look at, you know, resources like videos and lectures. I'm looking in books. I'm talking to people who, who I look up to, imams and so on and so forth. And you go through the process of asking these people to help you. So you're consulting them on your case or on whatever it is that you're dealing with. And what happens a lot of time is, and I'm not saying this to accuse them of some kind of malice, I'm just saying that what ends up happening a lot of times is that they end up giving the wrong advice. Or they end up being dismissive, uh, belittling your problem, um, telling you that, you know, just go back and have patience, telling you that it's all in your head and you should just Pray more or that your Iman is low your your faith in God is weak, and this is why you're having these struggles and these issues, and all of this um, inappropriate responses, belittling what you're saying, not hearing you properly, very um culturally biased responses like oh okay, you know when it's someone's marriage they tell the the sister you know well you should dress up more for your husband or you should if you just you know give him more attention he would behave or like you know they always tend to cut down and minimize the problem and give these formulaic responses kind of the standard answer yeah we've seen this before la 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 and it feels really um it's really disheartening and it's hard to hear on multiple levels because there's, there's, there's an underlying issue where we're in conflict because we believe that the answers must come from a religious source. So they need to come out of a mouth that's on top of a beard. Otherwise, a lot of people feel uncomfortable taking their answers or seeking advice from other sources. And what happens is they end up locking themselves into a box. So they're stuck with this problem. They can't find answers. They're kind of trying to pray about it and be patient. But there's something is not working and something is not right. And so they're trying to find their side of the bargain. What am I supposed to be doing to make this better? And you end up going in circles. So the, 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 the issue, the problem that I find there is that there is this misunderstanding that being a spiritual person or being a religious person means that you're going to be able to overcome issues, everything that you face, whether it's something that is psychological or it's a chemical imbalance or it's a situation or it's a circumstance of some kind, the answers don't inherently lie in Religious leadership, as in that imam doesn't necessarily have the answers to a question that you need a therapist to answer, or that a relationship expert or counselor can help you with, or that a medical doctor can help you deal with a chemical imbalance or diagnose something that you actually have. So it's not that you're going crazy, it's that there's something physically happening in your body. But if you're unwilling to go to a doctor and have it checked out, how would you find out that that was the case? So there is a responsibility on my part to do whatever I can within my means to try and fix the issue or to make it rectify in the best way that I can in any way that I humanly can. So this this conflict where you'll find people who are in a difficult situation if you advise them say okay um look out uh for this author or look them up on YouTube the speaker. Um, they, they're really uh, experts on this topic. And if you have a listen, I think it'll help you get some perspective. But the feedback is there's there is resistance, uh, you know, because the person is not Muslim, or there's resistance because, you know, they don't trust the source will give them what they're looking for, because it doesn't seem like it's in line with how they define themselves as a practicing Muslim who doesn't you know fall for that secular mumbo jumbo it's a very close-minded way of looking at things you know the the counter argument is well our religion and the quran is supposed to have the answer to every problem yes the quran has the answer to every problem and yes we make du'a to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he can change anything but the flip side of that is that we have a role we have work that we are supposed to do and in the absence of the old school village where you had access to grandmas and aunties and people with life experience who could coach you, who could consult with, with you, who could listen to your problems and who have, you know, hands-on experience getting through this. In their lifetime, they've seen multiple people go through similar things. They can advise you with wisdom and insight. We don't have that. We have to reach out to people you know, as a as a client, as a customer, and pay them to sit with us and help us. If you're fortunate enough to have, you know, friends or mentors or, you know, your halakha leader or somebody who you look up to who is older and is knowledgeable and has experience, they can help you and advise you. But not everyone has access to that. So the the thing that I really want to kind of drill is the steps it takes to move towards a point where we're able to understand and acknowledge that people out there in the world, whether they're Muslim or not, are useful for what they're for. So you go to the experts for their expertise. It's really, really important. Dismissing what someone has to offer based on a wholesale judgment or based on a rule like, well, I don't listen to speakers who aren't Muslim because They can't share anything that's in line with my perspective. But you're choosing to miss out on the benefit of what their experience in their work has to offer. Is there a harm in listening and gaining benefit or learning a new strategy or thinking about a method? And you see this with things like parenting. Um, you know, therapy and counseling, like marriage counseling for couples. Of course, there's nuance and there are differences when it comes to things that have to do with our religion. There are particularities and it's really, really helpful if we can find someone who's an expert who also comes from our background because they are able to understand the context a lot better. But in the absence of that, could you benefit from the strategy? Could you benefit from reading a book? Is there harm in you gaining that insight if it could help you with your problem? But being unwilling to even try because you have this rule about, you know, going and getting help is against your faith, then are you locking yourself in a box? I think it's an important question. So the line between spirituality and personal development, you know, personal development is more like learning, reading, Therapy, coaching, learning about being productive, organizing yourself. It's so many things that have to do with making you a better version of yourself. And this is, you know, there's a science to it. Productivity and personal development. There's, there's work to be done. This is the work. So it's our side of the bargain. Your faith or your spirituality is more like my connection to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's like an open channel between me and my creator. It's a personal relationship between me and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that really what it does, when I think about it, it kind of, it's critical for our sanity. Like, it gives you a psychological safety net when it comes to being in this world because there's so much that is outside of our control. You know, I often see things happen and I think, if I wasn't Muslim and I didn't know or believe about God... The things that I did, I would just lose my mind. Like I feel sorry for people who go through really hard things and they just cannot, they don't have the foundation of a connection to God. So they're just suffering. They don't, it has no meaning. It has no, there's no promise of a better future. They're just miserable. So your faith, your connection, your spirituality, this is like your foundation. This is, this defines the world that you work in. Then now that's like the broader picture, me and the world around me. Then now my personal development is about filing down my own edges, refining me individually as a person. And that's a different kind of work and it's a different kind of investment. It's a relationship with myself that I have to put in the work for if I want the results. Now understanding this distinction between spirituality and personal development helps me when I look at myself because I can understand that I'm never going to be the finished product. This is going to be a lifelong journey for me. I'm always going to be working on a particular goal or to change a bad habit or characteristic. These are things that there's always something that crops up and you have to deal with it as it goes. It it never finishes. You're You never make it. You're always working until the day you die. That's when I look at myself. When I I'm looking at myself through the eyes of understanding the importance of me doing my work. Now, the flip side of that is when I use it to understand other people. Because understanding it about others leaves me with a more balanced perspective. And it gives me the knowledge, like I, I have this, this clear understanding that a religious person or a person who has like a practicing religious exterior doesn't become exempt from being morally or emotionally corrupted in some way. And this is very, very important. That these are just, this is just humanity. This is These are elements of being a human being that we all have to work on. There are no saints. And there's nobody who's exempt from needing to do the work. You cannot, you cannot... Be- On another human being, and say this person, I know them. I'm certain they would never do one, two, three, and you can't even bet your money on yourself because as much as you think you know yourself, you there are things you would swear you'd never do. You would swear you'd never say the behaviors that you know you gave up many years ago. Stuff that you said, you know, that's the old me. I don't do that anymore. I don't think that way, I don't live that way anymore. And you may well have changed. But there is the possibility at any time that if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chooses to test you in just the right place and it's always precisely the things that will bring it out of you, you'll be tested in that way and you will see the reality that you're not who you thought you were. Not even close. And you'll have to accept that in reality we know very little about ourselves. And that all along, all of these, you know, this decade, this 20 years where you've been, you know, on the straight and narrow. It's not because you've changed and you made it. I am operating under Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's favor of covering my faults. Strictly. And He's allowed me to make any of the progress that I've made up until this point. It's just been, it's been grace. It's been a gift. All it takes is the right circumstances and you'll be showing colors you didn't know you had. And I'm not saying this to, to beat you down or make you feel bad. Like, oh, all the progress was waste, but it's to help you see that you're still human and that all of this really what it is, it is just a humbling lesson Because we have this need for Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala's support, it's an ongoing need, and it teaches us to show gratitude for the progress, no matter how small. So if I fall back into something that I thought that I was beyond doing, it's just it's a humbling lesson because you you you're not what you thought you were. You 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 thought you were some kind of label. You thought you did something and became something. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tests us and shows us. And it reminds me of the story of Adam alayhi salam and Iblis when uh, shaitan was with the angels, when he used to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the beginning before the creation of Adam. And when Adam alayhi salam was created and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told them to prostrate to Adam alayhi salam as a sign of respect, Iblis did not like it he was he his arrogance flared up it had been dormant all this time but when the right situation came the characteristic came, popped out it showed allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows it's there and he knows it's dormant and iblis had been a worshipper of allah and like a righteous servant of allah for all of that time some long duration of time and it wasn't until this incident happened that everything changed for him So we, in the same way, have these dormant characteristics and tendencies and thoughts and beliefs and desires. And we have all of these things hiding inside. And time and time again, as situations arise, new dimensions of who we are start to become exposed. And it's humbling because you never know what tomorrow is going to bring and you never know what's going to come to the surface. It's just, it's an exercise in humbling yourself in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and praying for him to cover your faults and help you through a test. And just before I close, this is really, really important when it comes to looking at other people. If you find yourself at any point on a moral high horse when it comes to something, or a religious kind of self-righteous eye that you look at other people with, like, oh my gosh, they've, they've fallen so low. Or look at them where they were and look how they are now. Or look how they dress. Or look at the things they do. I would never. If you just think it, you don't even have to say it out loud. If this is the way that you're looking at other people, be careful. Be careful because you don't know what tomorrow will bring. And when the tests come, if you're tested with what that person is going through, you may fall way lower than they did. And you might not make it back. So have that that humility in front of Allah. Always pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keeps you steady and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protects you from, from afflictions and from terrible trials. And that when the trials come, work on trying to cultivate a relationship with Allah, your spirituality. This is the personal channel. Work on reinforcing it and building it. Because when the tests come, And you are not who you think you are anymore. The one thing that is stable and steady is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if you can find your way back to Him every single time, then inshallah you'll never be lost. That's all I had to share on today's uh, podcast. Jazakum Allah khairan for listening. And once again, alhamdulillah I've got a Patreon page up where you can subscribe to help me continue to produce my best work. It's at Patreon.com forward slash Quran Journal, and I'll leave a link in the description. Take care, and I look forward to sharing more. Yalla, Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.